From Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and I'm the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. During these winter months, we're casting our interview net a bit wider, still talking to women farmers and also other women playing a variety of roles in organic food and farming, from agency women, authors and activists to entrepreneurs. Typically, you'll hear a series of interviews with the same woman over two months, with a new episode released every other Friday through the winter. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. Today, we continue our conversation with Allie Burlow about ways we as women farmers can amplify our stories. How can we share our experiences in a way that both helps market our business and also gets the organic agriculture message out there? One idea, organize a farm tour just for the media. Allie Burlow is a writer, host of the weekly local food report produced by Atlantic Public Media, co-publisher of Edible Vineyard, and author of the Food Activist's Handbook and the Mobile Poultry Slaughterhouse. We are here with Allie Burlow, continuing our conversation about using our passion for growing things and building farm and food businesses to, oh, change our world, right? And other right. small things. <laughs> I'd love to talk to you more because you you see this from a, several different perspectives, but particularly as a writer and a publisher and a radio host and working in the media of what are some tips and strategies, particularly for women farmers and food artisans, to get our stories out there? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because on one level, it's a mutual situation, right? You're looking for interesting stories, and women have interesting stories, but how can those connect better? I guess maybe to start off is, how can we as women farmers identify our story? I Mm -hmm. mean... Mm -hmm. One thing, and I'm I'm gonna flip that over and just say, as a writer, one thing that I was told as I was starting to become a writer was when I had a story idea that I was working on, I would tell anybody who would listen to me, I would say, I would start talking about it and I would find out, well, if I found that interesting to say, hey, did you know that they came from, you know, Uruguay and that they were herding goats down there, but now that they've changed, you know, they've moved up here and they're immigrants and whatever the storyline is that I keep telling, kind of mulling over in my head, it's, um, and then I find interesting that comes out that that then I know I've got something that's piqued my curiosity and that that's something I want to follow through and write on. Yeah. So I think even just talking to your friends saying, you know, or inviting, I, I think it's really important to invite young writers, young being also new writers to your farm. I mean, we like we all do. There are many farm tours. But maybe having a specific farm tour for people within your media community mm-hmm. saying, mm-hmm. OK, this is just going to be media today and I want you to see my farm or I want you to see my slaughterhouse or I want yeah. you to see my kitchen or whatever it is. But going to high schools, community colleges, colleges, to, to those programs, connecting with, I mean, the, they're so rich there and people are looking for stories 
to talk about, but when do you ever get invited to go to a farm? I mean, if you're not a farmer, yeah. you don't what? necessarily bang on the door and say, hey, I'm a journalist. I'd like to write about you know, sure. your, your milking operation. That's a really simple idea that we don't think about is not, not to have some agenda or I want you to write an article about me or anything. Just I want to share what I'm doing and I'm a local business and here's what's different or unique about me right and the process right i can tell you as a, as a writer I've, my red flag is if you're trying to sell me mm-hmm. your story you know a pitching is different pitching you're pitching a story and giving a framework is a different thing but i'm not i i work in public radio i work in magazines i don't work for advertisement stories you know that's not i, I want to tell an earnest a truthful story mm-hmm. um but i i it's not about me selling your farm. It's about telling your story. And I think that that's kind of a different lens too, right? Um, so you, so I think, you know, working, like I mentioned, with uh, up-and-coming writers and journalists, maybe there are also writers groups in your areas, in your area, to, that, are, that are people trying to break through in different in medias. Again, inviting them and saying, hey, or could I come talk to you? Could I talk to your writers group? But there's really nothing better than inviting people to your to farm, see the farm or yeah. you know or maybe and feeding folks and... yeah or follow me you know do a um, what do they call it when your child follows you to work one day oh yeah. <laughs> take a writer to the farm day oh that's awesome day. yeah 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 <laughs> you know and and also set the ground rules saying this is and decide what that is is this going to be on the record or is this something that is this just an informational interview you know and it'd be and fine to set that. it up like that just say this just... is an informational interview i just want to you know i'm i'm here this is what i've been doing um you know or maybe then you know then set up an interview time, but you know, be be clear on your guide on your, on your ground rules, so everybody knows what you're doing. Well, I think too, there's a lot of opportunity to to tell our individual stories, yet educate on elements of this good food movement that amplify everybody. And uh, actually, a, a local farmer friend down the road for me, Katie Dixon's Christensen Farm, who was also one of our podcast interviews, she's trying to build a rural, more rural CSA community-supported agriculture, and it's new. Nobody knows about it, right? So she spent, oh, probably a good couple years just doing outreach locally and telling her story, but not just her story on why you should join my CSA, but here's what they're all about, and this is why they're different, and this is – it was an educational story that I thought was so admirable because, it yeah, both built her business, but it also built the whole community education and that – there, I think sometimes it's it can feel awkward to be selling oneself, and we we're right. Not to say that's by any means wrong or shouldn't be done, but that's not necessarily what we're even talking about. You're right, no. talking about what you do and yeah. what your piece of the pie is. Yeah, and I I mean some writers may come to you with a a food system lens, and some may be like, I don't know what you're doing here. Could you tell me even, you know, I didn't know hot peppers came. Not dried, <laughs> you yeah. know, or something like you know, like you just can't assume that everybody knows about food, and or you know, and sometimes those are the best stories when you really realize, oh, they don't know that, you know, milk comes out white, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know? and it's not about judgment. It's just you know, you want people to be like, oh man, that's so cool. How are you making that happen? You know, that those are the. Sometimes the best stories, and they bring us both out of food system activists as myself, as a farmer, you know, we're way deep into this 
thing, you know, coming out to the top and to be able to say, yeah, that's cool. You can dig for potatoes like this. And it's like finding gold, you know. Oh, yeah. The words will just flow. But that's a really good point because we do tend to be so entrenched in our worlds that I, I CSA is a great example. I mean, you and I use that term like it's nothing, but the majority of people do not know what that is and it bears explaining and that's totally fine. Uh, but it's an educational process in that right. sense. Right. Um, one specific question, again, asking you with your writer hat is what, when you're like looking at potentially a farmer, you need a certain farm for a story, mm-hmm. let's just, you know, a, whatever, a, a, a vegetable farm. Mm-hmm. Um, how much does their online presence affect you in the sense of what's a good farm website? How much should people have on there that you can get a sense like, hey, I want to talk to this person more or you fit or you don't fit or... Right. Well, I use websites as kind of secondary. You know, I mean, I'll definitely cruise around Mm -hmm. on the web and see what's going on, whether it's on a social media site, I mean, social media presence or a website. But I also figure that websites like my own are not always up to date, you know, so to to not use them as necessarily, you know, completely factual, um, just because we all know we've got so much going on and that's a whole nother job, right? So it's definitely an entry point. Um, But I wouldn't... um, I would. I mean, I think they're important to have, and I. I think how you know. I can't talk to you about how they should be tagged analytically and Google nah, and all those things, all that there. stuff. Yeah, but um, you know, I think it's also that you. I'm a. I. I'm going to use a phrase. You know, when you go on a um, you go on a tour. Say you're going to the Statue of Liberty, and you can tell that the tour guide is saying the same thing that they've said for 500 tours. Yeah, you know, because they've got it down, and they're good at it, and they got it down, and that you know, the tourists are like, "Wow, that was great!" But that person's got that recording. What I'm looking for is not the recording. Mm-hmm. I might get the recording at the beginning, but then I'm going to hang around long enough to to be like, "Oh, they've let that go." Yeah, you know, like like let's you know, and that and it takes time. Yeah, you know, um, it takes time to write. It takes time to create radio. It takes time to get your story across. Sometimes, you know, you, I mean, I think we are in this fast paced information, you know, inundation. But you know, I think good storytelling, both from the teller and the writer, the farmer and the writer. It, it can take time. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, at least as far as a website goes, to have a little bit of your personal story there. I'm sometimes amazed at farm sites where there's not even the owner names. You have to really dig, do you know? And I mean, the right. produce is it's important. Okay, what you do, right. but to share. Absolutely. Especially, too, with now in the sustainable ag community of, yes, we've got increasing numbers of women-run farms, but the majority of us are coming into farming from other careers. Right. And that's okay. That oh, actually yeah, is absolutely. helpful, especially if you're an accountant or something. Yeah, yeah. But uh, to share those personal journeys. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Those are because those are, that is kind of a little nuggets that will pique a, a person's curiosity, you know, and to dig and to dig really, yeah, to get. To, to learn more about your story. Because if you, 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 you did come from the accounting world, for example, that's definitely going to manifest somehow in your farm enterprise. And that might be unique systems that you've developed for whether it is bookkeeping or even tracking animals, whatever it is, you know, that and that could be a great way for a writer to be 
like, wow, I never heard of it that done that way or something like that. So, yeah. you know, I think just knowing, I think also that it does take time. In the sense of developing, developing your story. Your story. And yeah. you, you know, you, you will, you'll find yourself as a farmer, a woman farmer, knowing what, I mean, I would suspect your journey in telling your story, you know, it will, it will be one thing today and in five years it may be a very different thing you know based on who you you know what you've done what the political climate is what the environmental climate is you know what your farm is doing and to adjust your story adequately I think is important too you know yeah you know we all you know I can even I, I can even feel myself sometimes tell my story over and over again the same way but I'm not the same person I was when I told it even three years ago. So letting that happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's very true. And, and there's something still, even in today's complex, evolving social media world, about having a journalist, a writer, write about your business that legitimizes it. Right? I mean, you could buy all the ads in the world, but that doesn't compare to an article in an edible communities right. publication, for example. Right. So we still want to strive yeah. for those and build those and do those. Um, what are a couple tips that a farmer can think about when they engage with the media? I mean, one thing, mm. for example, I was just talking about this uh, with a local farmer friend who a magazine wanted to cover their farm and it was all great, but it was all last minute and, you know, took time and this and that, but a lot of the media is last minute, right? I mean, there's deadlines, especially in the news world that... Right. It just needs to be accommodated. Right. Yeah. Because of deadlines, sometimes stories drop out. You know, there's room all of a sudden in the newspaper or the magazine, and it is last minute. Uh, I think that has to be a judgment call on the farmer herself. Sure. Because if you're not ready and you're uncomfortable with somebody coming to see your farm on the record or with probably a photographer, you know, maybe that's a time you say, you know what, I would love to be in your publication, but... I can't do it. I've got my own deadline today. Yeah. And be you can, honest and clear. And honest and clear. You know, yeah. My cows just got out. Or, you know, because or, when somebody you know, does come to your farm, you want to be fully on. You want to be fully on. I mean, there's a lot confident. of things at stake, right? Yeah. And we know, and I can share with you from my experience with the mobile poultry slaughterhouse, I was very cautious about what media would come and when. Oh, sure. Because of animal rights activists, of course, and because of re- representation, um, it's not a easy event to go to so i would be i i I say that i was always the person in pink uh because if i needed a a journalist or somebody to to talk it's like they could always find me and the farmer could be doing what they were doing Mm -hmm. um and so could the 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 team that was working on the mobile slaughterhouse but you know that was there was access but it was understanding you know what you're doing you're letting people onto your farm and uh and i think again also in social media that it's a really important thing you you know you have the right and you and not just the right but i think you know to to the integrity to say this would be great but maybe not right now um or maybe you are ready you know that's the other piece of it and maybe you've decided yeah this is a great time you know the i did just milk the cows and i'm ready to be like present and talking to you you know so so it, um, I don't feel I, – I feel like you shouldn't necessarily have to feel like you have to take every chance that you get because sure. you want to put your best foot forward. 
Terrific. Thank you, Allie. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses In Her Boots project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, Moses. The mission of Moses is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on Moses, in her boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.